Okay, so uh, if you're part of our church family, you know that we've been in a series in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're going to take a little take a little break from that, um, and we're going to do something different. Uh, we're calling this uh, a Value Sunday, and uh, the hope is that we can actually have four of these over the course of this year, one 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 each quarter, and, and this is the first one that we're tackle, tackling. And the idea is uh, that on a Value Sunday is we're going to invite people in our congregation uh, to share with us. Uh, who model that value in specific, um, in specific ways. And so we want to do that today. And in a second, I'm going to invite one of our Sojourn family to come up here and to help us explore uh, the value of, of wholeness. Um, but I want to give a little context uh, be, before I invite them uh, up to join us here. So first, uh, th- this screen might be a screen that you're familiar with if you were here this fall. Next screen. Um, just go ahead and click it. Is it uh, click them all. Okay, put them all up there. All right, there we go. Um, so it, th- this screen uh, was a screen that we worked through in the month of October and November uh, as our church kind of re-centered ourselves and re- uh, redirected ourselves and introduced some language. Some of the language was familiar. Some of the language was new. Um, but what we were trying to, to orient ourselves towards was as a church, what, you know, what, what, are, we, what are we doing? What, what are the building blocks? Where are we trying to go? What are we trying to do uh, as a church family? And as, as you see those bullet points, you know, our first building block is, is the gospel itself, what, what God has done. And, and there's so many ways that you could summarize the gospel, but here is one. Through Christ, God fully accomplishes salvation for us rescuing us from judgment for sin into fellowship with him, and then restores the creation in which we can enjoy our new life together with him forever. And that is an invitation that on the pages of the Bible, we are told that is ours by faith alone. That is ours by just by, by, by running to Christ and trusting him to rescue us, trusting him to do that very thing. And so that's the base of everything we want to do. It's the focal point. It's the beginning and the end. Uh, our identity. So that gospel then tells us who we are. And, and some of the ways that you could express what the Bible says God's people are is we're worshipers, we're witnesses. That means we're, we're, we're missionaries. We, we actually think that this message about Jesus should be shared with other people. We're family, uh, that while we love our biological families and we want strong biological families, we, we actually believe that this family right here is uh, the, the richest kind of family there is, our spiritual family. We're servants and we are stewards, that we've been given certain resources and, and God invites us to, to manage them and steward them. That's who we are. And then how do we behave? Well, our values, um, you know, we kind of refer to them as like what you might say is like the secret sauce uh, for us as, as a church family. Uh, so these aren't things that every church has to be, uh, but these are things that we have found to kind of have bubbled up in our church family over the course of the last decade or so. And and the four that we most clearly identified was wholeness, dependence, generosity, and curiosity. And those are the four values that we want to give attention to on each of our values Sundays. Our mission, why do we exist? Uh, We believe that Jesus gave us this mission, but it's to help people follow Jesus. That's that's what we're here for. And so if if you're trying to figure out how to follow Jesus, man, we want to partner with you. uh, And no matter where you're at in that journey, whether or not you're still trying to figure out if Jesus is who he said he is, if the Bible's true, or you've been walking with Jesus for decades. Like, we, we want to be a place that helps people follow Jesus. And then our strategy is to offer a pathway uh, to explore and respond to the gospel. And so just trying to help, help uh, provide spaces where there can be curiosity and questions and growth uh, together as we try to follow Jesus. 
So under those values, you know, that idea of how do we behave, uh, the one we're going to focus on today is the value of wholeness. Um, and a good way to think about wholeness is the word shalom. And, and shalom, we often think of that word and we think of it as peace. And that's, that's a good way to translate shalom, uh, but it can also not get the whole, not get the whole idea. Sh- shalom is actually flourishing, so wholeness, in every direction. It's every system, every relationship. It's all right, everything perfect. We, we can't even imagine a world like that. And yet that's, that's what shalom is, everything working right. And what the Bible tells us is that in the garden, we had shalom. When God created the world, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, shalom existed. But then what we find out in Genesis 3 is that shalom was destroyed, that shalom was lost when sin showed up. As the storyline of the Bible unfolds, we find out that Jesus is the only one who can and finally will bring shalom back to this earth, make it all right again. And we long for that day. But in the meantime, we get to participate. This is the beauty that Jesus says, I'm coming to do it and complete. I'm going, to do, I'm going to do the whole thing. But in the meantime, we get to be a part of it. We get to help feed those who need food. And we get to help heal those who need healed. And we get to help love those who are lonely. And we get to be part of this process of trying to see shalom pop up in all kinds of different places. One of the most famous and repeated ideas in the Bible points to this idea of shalom or wholeness. And it's called the Shema. And um, that's what we just read in Mark 12. Jesus is quoting an Old Testament passage from Deuteronomy chapter 4, uh, chapter 6. And what he says uh, is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. That's the, that's the passage from Deuteronomy. That's what those are identified. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and might. Ch- check out these four words. The word love, for, for the Hebrew, this is deep affection and action. And if you're a spouse or you have, a, you have somebody you love, you, you know that. It's not just affection, it's action. And in the Hebrew mind, to love the Lord your God is both affection and action. The word heart, that's like the control center of your life, your entire internal existence. And the word soul, our understanding of soul is heavily influenced by Greek uh, philosophy. But for the Hebrew mind, the word soul actually has an external idea. It's your physical existence. And then with all your might, that actually, the word might's fine, but it actually means muchness. And so what Jesus is repeating is this Old Testament idea that's repeated multiple times. And what it means is love the Lord your God with the whole you, with everything you got, all of your internal self, all of your physical self, and your muchness. Just give, give it everything you got. Love the Lord your God with everything you've got. And so as a church, we're not just looking for balance. You know, we're not looking for 33% heart, 33% soul. Like we're, not, we're looking for fullness. It's because that's what Jesus invites us into. It's what Jesus offers to us. So I said, uh, we're going to invite somebody from our congregation who models this value. Um, and so today I want to invite up uh, Dr. Caleb Haluko um, to come on up here. He's going to help us explore this, this subject of, of wholeness. Uh, Caleb is married. Uh, come on up. His, his wife's name's Katie Beth. Uh, they have three kids who just race downstairs to, uh, to sojourn kids. Um, but the reason why I'm inviting Caleb to talk to us is, one, uh, it, there, there's integrity in, in Caleb's life. So not only in his work life 
Is he having dozens and dozens of conversations like this every single week? Uh, but it's true in his personal life. Uh, Caleb is a guy who is really working out what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, with, with all of it, with every bit of you. And so uh, I'm inviting him to come talk to us. You know, and like my sermons, not everything he says is going to be directly, uh, you know, applicable to you. And that, that, that's okay. Uh, the invitation, the, the, these are invitations to consider. And we think the Bible steps on our toes. And so we, 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 we need our toes stepped on sometimes. And so Caleb's going to invite us to think about some of the social trends uh, that are going on in a way to uh, align ourselves uh, with God's good design. So thank you, Caleb. Let's give him a hand. Thanks, Matt. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Sorry, this kind of makes me feel like I'm Justin Timberlake. We're going to talk about hips today. We're going to talk about kind of movement, but that's just, just throwing it out. Um, good morning. Uh, I'm Caleb Haluko. Uh, we moved to Traverse City eight years ago. Um, mentioned my wife, Katie Beth. We've been at Sojourn for four years. Love this community. Love this church. Um, and we're so excited to um, just be a part of it. I'm so excited to speak to you. Um, one of the reasons that we moved to Traverse City was because of the outdoors. Uh, we love just being active year-round, and there's so many options for us uh, here in Traverse City. Uh, we were just skiing yesterday. Uh, I'm a chiropractor, as Matt said, and a wellness practitioner. Uh, I love to encourage and teach about God's incredible design for our bodies and the healthy and holistic ways that we can take care of our bodies on a daily basis with that. Uh, so I'm excited that I get a chance to talk to you. I'm honored um, to be able to uh, hopefully motivate us towards greater wholeness. Every morning at 7.30, yeah, I'm lying, it should be 7.30, I'm always late, so it's actually 7.40, when I'm taking my kids to school, we go um, down Elmwood uh, Avenue right by Munson. When we get to 6th Avenue, there's a white house right there. As soon as we cross over that white house, my kids in unison all shout, pray. I don't know this game. We've been doing this for years. Uh, that's my cue to pray for them because we're right next to their school. So every morning I pray for them. Um, and so I'll pray about their math tests, I'll pray about their spelling, you know, their friendships, all the school stuff that we pray about. But one of the things that I pray about daily for them is that they would love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength, with all their might, because that's, as a father, that's like the greatest prayer that I could ever make for them, that I could um, desire that for them. What about our Heavenly Father and His love for us and His desire for us? As Tim Mackey from the Bible Project says, here the word Shema translates as the people are to love God with all of their beings. Their knowledge, their existence, everything that they are is to love God with action, obedience, and covenant faithfulness. When encouraging us to greater wholeness, I would be remiss not to mention staying grounded in our identity in Christ. We've talked about that and sang about that even this morning. Everything comes back to who we are in Christ and what he has called us to be. Living temples. That's a calling in the highest level of holiness that there is. We are temples of the living Christ. 
some scriptures that kind of bring this back in Galatians. Uh, it talks about how we are crucified in Christ. It's not uh, us that live, it's him that lives in us. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, even the song this morning talked about the new life that we have. The old has gone, the new has come. I'm so thankful for that. The Bible is filled with encouragement on how to use our bodies to honor and glorify our Creator. So this should be part of our daily worship uh, as we surrender our lives to God. So my focus in this message is simply this, calling us towards deity-affirming actions that we learn to use our bodies holistically to honor the Lord. Holistically honoring the Lord. That's internal, external, and all the muchness that Matt just talked about. It's all the aspects of our whole selves meant to honor the Lord. This would include how we eat, how we move, and the way in which we think. And those will be my touch points today. So let's talk about food. Currently, the health trends in America are not very good. Uh, in fact, they're pretty bad. Uh, we're surrounded by sickness, disease, fatigue, autoimmune conditions, cancer. There's so much imbalance in our lives and culture. We desire fast and convenient options. Uh, this often drives what we do uh, because of time, because of, of our energy. We buy into f uh, fad diets. Uh, we um, are easily enticed into get rip, you know, get swole campaigns because um, they're out there all the time. And believe me, I get it. Um, the busyness of life, the easy accessibility of tasty food and the desire to save money um, and to cut corners certainly can be there. There's a tension in us. And sometimes my family, you know, we feel it. We have to continually reevaluate these things. Almost every negative health stat in America is on the rise. Uh, go ahead and uh, put a couple of the stats on the screen. So um, it'll talk about obesity and diabetes. Um, you can see those from 2000 to 2022, great increases. Many others from um, heart disease, um, high blood pressure, all the, the, you know, from a health standpoint, everything's pretty much getting worse. Uh, within the health and wellness world uh, that I work in, there's a term called biohacking that's used all the time. Uh, it talks about ways to supercharge the body, increase longevity, increase metabolism, strengthen the immune system, slow down the aging process. We are longing for more, more than this world has. And the health fads and trends are just evidence of that. Our world is striving after life eternal, are we not? And followers of Jesus, I wish that we could look past this. The true beauty of a person is not in the external perfection, but of the renewing of our mind and of our soul. The internal beauty is what will take us heavenward, and that's what God called us in glory. Am I right? So as we start our conversation of food, uh, let me remind you of two passages. One's up there. Uh, so whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, do everything for the glory of God. It's pretty self-explanatory. Everything. Everything. Uh, 
God uh, reminds us as well, or Jesus um, says that he is the bread of life. So why do we eat? Do we live to eat or do we eat to live? It's not about rules, um, like dieting and other short fixes often uh, take us down wrong, kind of wrong roads with that. The goal is to try to establish healthy principles that we can implement into true lifestyle changes and treat our bodies as temples of Jesus and have everything with moderation in that. The recommendations here that I'm going to suggest are for healthy food intake. So I'm going to suggest a couple things that we can practically do. Uh, First uh, is to try to eat real food and limit processed food. How can you tell if your food is real? Well, if your food grows mold on it or it spoils, that's real food. If when you read the ingredients, you can't even pronounce the words, that's fake food. That's, that's not real. It's probably processed. Uh, another suggestion. Try to eat more vegetables than protein and carbohydrates. Uh, I try to encourage my patients and those to um, try to get four servings of vegetables a day and two servings of fruit. In America, we don't have a, um, we don't have a macronutrient problem. Macronutrients are our proteins, carbs, and fats. We get plenty of those. That's not the problem. We have a micronutrient problem. That's the vitamins and minerals that our bodies really need. And that's what's in vegetables, and that's what's in fruit. That's why we need to eat those more. We also need to limit animal protein. Many of us eat more than a serving of animal protein, which includes dairy, uh, at every meal. Uh, which this is, this is a lot, and this is oftentimes too much. Um, The the most well-known study on food, if I can nerd out uh, a little bit, is called the China Study. Uh, So for decades, for 30 to 40 years, they tracked the societal eating habits of the U.S., of China, and the Philippines. And what this study came to the conclusion was the more animal protein we eat, it greatly increased our risk of heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. And it was... very uh, clear um, in that way. So I'm not saying you have to be a vegetarian. Uh, It's just limiting animal protein in that way. It is also important to practice self-control, to say no to ourselves. Uh, The church that I grew up in, Akron, Ohio, was pastored by Newt Larson. um, And I still remember him saying to us that we needed to say no to ourselves at least twice a day. Uh, I thought that was really practical advice. Um, And so that may be from like a second brownie or like um, from stopping to pick your phone up during a meal or um, when your eyes wander and and taking another look. But self-control is is a fruit of the Spirit, something that we don't talk, you know, as much about. Uh, With eating, it's also important to practice moderation and to balance uh, with our eating habits. Um, to eat with a purpose. What we eat is so important that God designed our digestive systems to work incredibly. Did you know that about 80% of our immune system is in our digestive tract? That there is a gut-brain connection. That there's a gut-thyroid connection. There's a gut-skin connection. There's, gut, there's many connections within our digestive tract. I think it's incredible. 
Many of our current problems start with and are generally affected because of poor digestion. So it's vitally important that we have a healthy digestive system if we want to be healthy. So what about when we don't eat? So scripture says, when you fast. So Matthew's assuming that we're going to be fasting, right? This can be a great way to focus more of our time on prayer and our walk with Christ as we deny ourselves. I'm so thankful to be part of a a sojourn family, a church that um, regularly encourages us to fast monthly. I've tried to build this into my own rhythms of life and encourage my staff and patients to do the same. How cool is it that fasting is not just for our spiritual health. It enhances our physical, emotional, and mental health. It's part of God's holistic design. There are many benefits of fasting, and I want to share some with you. You can go ahead and put that slide up. So some of the benefits of fasting are uh, promotes blood sugar control. It reduces inflammation. It improves blood pressure and cholesterol. It boosts cognitive performance and may even help with neurodegenerative disorders. It aids weight management and boosts metabolism. It improves fitness and increases HDH. Uh, It decreases the risk of many chronic and metabolic diseases, reduces the risk of cancer, delays aging, and extends longevity. That's pretty good. I can use these. You probably can use these too, huh? So what if we approach our food with a reverence and holiness of the one that's inside of us? What if food was here to aid us into living better for Jesus? And what if we use this amazing blessing as a way to build ourselves up, not just eating what was easiest or what sounds good? Let's talk about movement, or let's move into movement. And even the lack of movement. So I want to first talk about the lack of movement. Did you know that sitting can be damaging to your health and even more predictive of negative health conditions and decreasing longevity than even smoking or drinking alcohol? Sorry, you're all sitting right now. Um, I did talk with Mason. The songs after this are going to be, you know, hand-raising, foot-stomping songs, so we're going we're gonna to get moving. Um, Nearly 150 years ago, people spent 90% of their day moving. It was, they, were, they had to move all of the time. Currently in our world, we sit at our meals. We sit for work. We come home and watch TV and sit. We sit most of the day. In a recent study, it talked about if we sit for more than eight hours cumulatively throughout the day, this would decrease our life expectancy and increase the risk of developing negative health outcomes by even up to 90%. Scripture is saturated with ways in which God calls us into action. The Great Commission, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. Paul talks about running the race of life. There are many references about walking with God. I love that. The scripture here um, talks about our bodies are a temple um, of the Holy Spirit. Um, we want to honor, uh, honor and glorify God with our bodies. Uh, the, the stat 
next uh, from a um, kind of American standpoint about when we talk about exercise, about um, a quarter of Americans are getting the exercise that they need. So why are we not exercising? Is it our busy lives? Is it injuries? Weather conditions? We can make a lot of excuses. But we need to change this, and we need to move more, and we need to move intentionally. So I want to share just a couple uh, minimal requirements for a week of exercise. You absolutely can do more, and you should. Um, Our hearts and lungs need to be pushed. We need cardiovascular exercise to elevate our heart rate for at least 25 minutes, three times a week. We live in a beautiful place that we can run, bike, swim, ski, play sports, just get outside. Uh, The key thing is to continually have our heart elevated. If this seems unachievable, uh, you can start small. Uh, You can do one minute of exercise where your heart rate is elevated, and then you can rest and try to Increase that and grow that to five minutes and 10 minutes. The, the encouragement is we need to exercise. We need to have our heart rate elevated. You'll be amazed if you start small and make those changes, how you can grow into it and build that up. Our muscles, joints, and bones are strengthened and maintained in their stability by regular use. We need strength training with weights and resistance for at least 25 minutes, two days a week. There are so many ways to accomplish this. We have so many great facilities and trainers and coaches here in Traverse City, so you certainly can do that. And with technology, you can, um, you can do this at home. That's what I do in my busy schedule. I can stream workouts, um, and there's many different apps and ways to do that effectively at home. Um, you can even lift a jug of water. You can do push-ups and core work at home, right? It's, it's being... Uh, intentional to make sure that you're strengthening the body. Stretching and mobility training is also critically important for our bodies. Many of the ailments that I see as a chiropractor in my office are because of lack of mobility in certain areas, you know, like our hips, that then cause pain in another area, like our back, because people are not um, having the mobility that they need. So stretching, like our shoulders and backs and hips, really important to prevent injury. That can be done before or after exercises. Um, There's many programs and ways to accomplish this just to to keep you moving. Uh, I also found it really interesting that um, non-exercise activity, this would be defined as just being active, just moving frequently throughout the day can actually be more important than our specific exercises that we do every day when it comes to fat loss, avoiding diabetes, and other chronic diseases, enhancing energy levels, speeding up our metabolism, and even prolonging our lives. So the goal is being active. Uh, My mom is one of my heroes when it comes to her pursuit of Christ in all things. Uh, So thankful for her. Uh, She shared with me the other day that the older that she gets, the more she has to exercise, and the more that she, um, the more time it takes to get the same benefits as when she was younger, you know, when she had to exercise less. There's a well-known blue fish that you might be aware of. 
that was famous for saying, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? Um, I would like to change that to just keep moving, just keep moving, uh, because that's what we need to do. We need to stay active and we need to stay moving. God made us to move. Uh, in, in my office, uh, I will tell patients that movement is also the best therapy in many, many ways. Uh, did you know that exercise increases our immune system? increases our white blood cell production. It slows the release of stress hormones, cortisol, helps increase happy hormones, dopamine, and serotonin. It detoxes and mobilizes our lymphatic system, connects things together. These benefits can be further enhanced by exercising outside. But you all knew this because that's why you live in beautiful northern Michigan. We have access to such beautiful land. The importance of movement is vital to our overall well-being. Active movement helps even our emotional and mental well-being as well. That brings me to my final talking point. I don't need to tell you about the mental health crisis we are currently experiencing. The news has been everywhere the past several years. Many mental health professionals have mentioned the need and recent surge in people who need mental health help. This is good, as more people are encouraged to get help, but it's overwhelming in so many different ways. Now it's defined that one in five adults have a mental illness. Mental illness is also the number one cause of disability. Stress and pressures in our lives from all fronts is certainly a major contributor to this. I don't know anyone who hasn't experienced stress in the last several years, right? It's, it's very trying times. Life is full of struggles, and those are real. Uh, even chemical and hormonal imbalances certainly can play a role. And hear me when I say this. I'm passionate about holistic and natural healing, but there are certainly times when medication is needed, and many people need that, and there's no judgment with that. My encouragement, however, is to strive to achieve whole body health by supporting our bodies in every way that we can. Uh, in scripture, one of my favorites is in Romans, um, where the encouragement is daily that we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, and that we would not be conformed to the world, but we would be transformed by the renewal of our mind. So we know that this happens through the Holy Spirit and through God's word that's changing our mind. In Proverbs, it also says that a joyful heart is good medicine. So I want to make some suggestions about mental health uh, and just practical ways that we can improve on this. One is to limit social media and phone usage. Social media and phones, they have great benefits. Um, so many cool things that we can do. However, this can be a gateway for adults and for kids in so many ways. So have those conversations uh, and, and certainly limit the use. One, another suggestion is to get more sleep. Most of us would probably like to get more sleep, but we don't take steps towards it. The way that we can accomplish this is go to bed earlier. Uh, seven hours of sleep is, is great, 
but eight hours of sleep is amazing. Did you know that the Hebrew day started with the evening and with sleep? God knew that we needed sleep and that we needed a lot of it. Good sleep influences growth and stress hormones, our immune system, appetite, breathing, blood pressure, cardiovascular health. So much is affected by us getting good sleep. However, research shows that the lack of sleep increases our risk of obesity, heart disease, infections, and mental health disorders. Another suggestion would be don't overcommit or get too busy. For me as a young believer, I often felt that Christian meant I had to say yes to everything. Um, and sometimes the best thing that I could do for me and others was to say no, but I couldn't do it. I didn't have time for it. Another suggestion would be to foster good relationships. A recent study showed in adolescence that when positive relationships with an adult or home uh, in the community were increased, the probability of suicide attempts decrease by nearly 50%. God made us for community and to work together. At Sojourn, there's community groups. It's been a huge part of our lives, and we're so blessed by the community group that we're in. Another suggestion is confess known sin. In James 5, we're encouraged to confess our sins and to pray for each other because there's healing in that. There's freedom in forgiveness in all aspects of our lives. Lastly, uh, I uh, encourage you to choose joy and thankfulness in all circumstances. The Psalms in many places throughout the New Testament are filled with reminders to be thankful. Did you know that studies have shown that feeling thankful can actually improve your sleep mood, and immunity. Gratitude actually decreases de depression, anxiety, and difficulties with chronic pain and risk of disease. So a thankful heart is good medicine. Uh, lastly, I want to kind of nerd out with a diagram uh, that I want to show that kind of wraps this up and ties this together. So I want to look at on the right is health. Uh, so what this says is when we're in a good mental state and we've gotten good sleep, we've been physically active with our bodies, our bodies release good happy hormones. These are serotonin, dopamine, melatonin, which actually helps improve the mucosal lining in our gut and improves the gut microbiome. So in other words, it actually helps our digestion to be better in the food that we take. And then there's a connection with the vagus nerve that stimulates the brain. And then this cycle is perpetuated. It continues. So health fosters more health. That's pretty cool, huh? I think that's really neat. Um, however, on the other side of thing, disease is kind of the opposite of that. Uh, when we're depressed, anxious, we haven't gotten good sleep, we're not exercising our bodies, there's actually a release of stress hormones, cortisol being the main one, which causes our guts to leak. Um, and then that affects our digestion uh, poorly, which we're not getting out of the, our food what we need to. That increases inflammation throughout the body and the brain, and then that cycle continues, which is not good. We need to break the cycle. 
The use of our bodies in holistic and healthy ways affirms God's great design and purpose. I know that this has been a lot of information. I know that there's been several ideas and suggestions given towards healthy living. But remember, all of this comes back to one thing. We are living vessels of Jesus, a holy priesthood of people called towards deity-affirming actions, learning to live holistically to honor the Lord. The food that we eat, the movement that we do intentionally with our bodies, the way in which we think are so vital. The focus is not to create life eternal, but to draw into eternal life and holiness with Christ. As I close, I encourage you to start small with small changes. One degree of change. In a six-month time, this can look like a, a remarkable transformation. It could be huge. So take small steps towards making a lasting change and remember, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, I know as well here at, at Sojourn there are many health professionals and people skilled in areas that would love to help. Talk to them, reach out to them. Uh, we need each other and we certainly can help each other and encourage each other in this way. Um, my email is there. I love talking about this. Um, if you have any questions, um, I would love to be a resource and help in any way that I can. Thank you so much for listening. Great job. Thank you so much, Caleb. Um, man, yeah, I just, I'm really glad that we do not have donuts after the service today. <laughs> Whew, that was a close one. Um, but on a very serious note, you know, progress and growth, like those are inherent. Those are essential for the follower of Jesus. If, if you read through the Bible, there's just this constant invitation to be willing to actually let God be at work in you. Let, let him mold your heart. Uh, there's a, a passage in the New Testament that says, degree by degree, little by little, we're being made into the image of Jesus. And we want to approach that in a holistic way. So yes, incrementally in our internal life, but also incrementally in our physical life. And so Caleb, thank you for serving us and inviting us into that. Um, you know, we often use the phrase, I love the idea that Jesus invites us into the good life. You know, we have ideas of what the good life is, but Jesus is actually saying, this is the really good life. And so as we walk with him, he, he, wants, to, he wants to poke around in uh, all kinds of places. There's a, an illustration that uh, one preacher uses. He says, a lot of people come running to Jesus because they have one problem in their life. And so think of your life as a house. And it's like you have a leak in the upstairs bathroom faucet. And so you go get Jesus to help you with that. And then you turn around and the next thing you know, he's torn out the whole floor. And it's like he's doing a whole remodel. And that's exactly what Jesus wants to do, is be at work in, in, in our whole person. And so as we come to the table, uh, my invitation to you is to recognize that the good news of the gospel is that Jesus invites you to run to him with, with all of your stuff. He, he, Jesus does not look at you and say, get yourself all cleaned up and then come to me. He actually says, I welcome you, the you that you are. I welcome you, every bit of you, all of your things, all of your challenges, all of your joys, all of your strengths, all of you. And so then Jesus comes alongside us, and he loves us, and he walks with us, and he helps us. And so as we come to the table, let's celebrate the fact that we have a Savior who loves us enough to welcome us in, and then to walk with us uh, through the journey of the life, uh, the journey of this life.
degree by degree, little by little. If our servers will please come, let's pray. God, thank you for uh, the invitation here to, to think about the, the whole of life, every bit of it. And God, this is a subject that we don't touch on much uh, from this platform, but we thank you for the fact that you made the body, that you designed it in a way to where health and wholeness is, is, is how it's meant to function. Uh, God, we thank you for people like Caleb and others in our congregation who've invested so much of their time and energy to see your design uh, lived out. And so, God, we ask for your help. Uh, we want to see that on display uh, in, in our own lives uh, to come alongside each other and encourage each other uh, in this journey uh, through, the, the, uh, through this life. Thank you for all your gifts, especially for, for your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.